Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports a day after Father's Day. Happy Father's Day late, Ray. Doc, let me say this. I'm, I'm just, I will never correct you unless it's for the right reason. <laughs> Every day is Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> this song, this I agree song. with you on that. Man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I uh, I hope you enjoyed your day that they call Father's Day. Because <laughs> I, I tell you what, I've been um, I've been spending a lot of time, man. I got all the kids to the crib and just watching each one of them, you know, develop into their own young man or young woman. It shows you right that that fatherhood now is just beginning. Mm. You know, when <laughs> your kids are teenagers and in college and everything like that. But you know, you know something interesting, Doc, and I really want to point this out about Father's Day, man. Kids on Father's Day, it's it's a day for fathers. Absolutely, right? But I'm gonna tell you something. Kids look for the approval to live mm. from fathers. I, I, I let, me, let me tell everybody what I'm saying. So I'm sitting there watching all these kids play basketball yesterday. My son's playing against my little brother. And, oh, my gosh, they beat my little brother so bad. And my little brother pride was just hurt. He was <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be real happy with you that you just mentioned it on the podcast I, for the entire world. Everybody in the world that my little brother, I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> brother so pissed, dog. I'm talking about. <laughs> staying up at 2 o'clock in the morning arguing about this, right? <laughs> And, and 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 the two that beat and the two that beat him, him and my brother-in-law, the two that beat them, they're not even basketball players, but they hell of an athlete. <laughs> He's so mad right now. <laughs> Shoot, he come in Saturday. That's the that's the problem y'all do not want to have, right? <laughs> but, but, but it was funny because the whole family, everybody, friends over their kids, and we all sat outside. And every kid who shot every ball, Doc, my point was every time they looked around, they wanted to see where we looking. Mm. They, all they wanted was the approval. Mm. All they one of one of my friend's daughters, Terrence's daughter, she, she she said, she said, Daddy, Daddy, you saw me, right? You saw me, right? See, I don't need nobody to teach me basketball as long as you're watching me. Uh. And I'm like, and I'm like, Wow, but it was so price. It was priceless moments, man. I mean, I just wanted to share that with people that I had one of the best Father's Days ever, and I'm continuing to have some of the greatest Father's Days ever because I am 100% enjoying every moment of seeing my babies grow up. Yeah, it is. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I'm always open to learning, and I like the way you phrased it. You're right. Every day is Father's Day. Um, I am. You know. You know me. I'm Kai is my world, so I'm. I believe every day is fun. I agree with you 100%. That's just a better way to phrase it. Um, and you're so right because – and I think it's something so good to make fathers aware of because I think a lot of times fathers don't realize how much their children are looking to them for approval, for not only just approval and acceptance but for love. And I think it takes a real man we've, – we've, we've talked about this on the show before, a real alpha – to show that love and not have to hold it back and not have to pretend like it's not there. But to, it takes a real alpha to show that love. Listen, it only, that's what, so if you think about this, when you're watching them, right, and they, 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 they're they all seeking this approval, seeking this approval. And every time they come over, my, my nephews, so they're running over there. They, I mean, they're, they're shooting every, they're shooting 
every basketball, and as soon as they shoot it, they look right at me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That that's it, baby. Do your thing. It's the approval, it's the approval of love that you know you think about the disconnect of parents and the disconnect of kids on why kids are going down the wrong direction. Let me tell you something. If you're out there, kids, they want to be corrected. But more importantly, they will follow anything that has love to do with it. Listen, listen, anything. And I want to jump on this because I think it's our job as men, as fathers, when we really understand this, to not to make our children wait to get our approval till they do something right, but to understand and let them know that we love them and we approve of them no matter what, because that unconditional love, it transforms people. So as fathers, as men, like I really believe that's our duty. I tell you can ask, I tell her all the time. I tell my daughter, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for breathing. Like no matter what, I'm proud of you. I love you. I'm always going to give you that love. I think that is so important for us as men to give that love, Ray. Doc, let me tell you, the only, the only real, the only, think about this, Doc, the only real disconnects, the only real disconnects is, is, is I wonder believe, I I 100% believe this, is we hold love, watch this, men hold love because most men that hold love never felt love from another man. (laughs) Honest to goodness, Ray. Nobody will know that we didn't rehearse this. I talked to a guy in the prison today who told me he was 31 year old father. And he said he had I said to him, listen, you have to tell your child. I said, you have to tell your son you love him. I said, you know how many times a day I tell my daughter I love her? And he said, I never said it. I said, how old your son? He said, seven years old. I said, you never told your son you love him? Like, what are you holding back for? He's like, man, I never got told that. And I said, just because you never got told that doesn't mean your son doesn't need that. He needs that from you. Like, he needs that from you. I can't believe you just said that, Ray, because I I literally a few hours ago was literally just talking to this young father about this. Doc, because that's what's missing. That's why so many fathers have a hard time being a father. Because their father have never touched them. Their father has never been there on the sidelines saying, son, it's all right, baby, pick up your head. It's all right. We lose a game. But guess what? We still walk off with our heads high. Mm. Right? Because we're men. Mm. We don't share that, Doc. Doc, let me tell you something, man. I I told you this. I asked every one of those kids. I asked every one of those kids at my camp. Are you connected to your father? Or do you have a relationship with him? Why did I ask that question? Why is that question so important to me, Doc? Mm. Let me share why. And you know why. And a bunch of people who know my story, they know why. Doc, I've never had a a real conversation with my father, man. Mm. Like, I've never had my father... When I come off a, a, a huge loss or, or, or somebody, somebody bullying me or, or I'm running from school and running from people, I, I never ran and jumped in my father's arms and said, Daddy, I need you, man. Mm. Like, man, don't think, don't think I'm a man. I'm not a man. I, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that I don't think we understand, Doc, that we miss the moment of being a father. That's what this whole thing is about, man. Expressing love. They're screaming for it because the only thing they want is approval. They just want approval to go forward because yes. of that. The gangs, the street lights, the park, and the drugs, it's going to give them the approval. But that's but that's it. You're that's that's exactly what happens. We see it so often. I see it every single day in the prison system. You will get they will people will seek approval somewhere. So if you're going to be man enough to have a child, be man enough to be a father. I really really believe that. I cannot tell you how many times I stand in front of my guys. I say, listen, I know whatever you did, whatever you whether you get along with the person who had your child or not, whether or not you were able to to maintain a relationship. I don't. That doesn't matter. Like relationships fall apart. People don't always make it that's fine but to be a father and to be there for your children like if you're man enough to have a child be man enough to be there for your children that's so important ray get doc one thing i've always did because of the lack of 
the father that I had in my life was I said the one thing I would never miss is not one moment of anything that my kids see as important. Mm. And it's really the things that they don't think that's important <laughs> that you're really showing up for. Yeah. And, and, and Doc, that was my ultimate in life. My ultimate in life, the day I had kids, was for one thing I've never had in my entire life. Mm. And ultimately, it all comes back to love. Right. And so and so, look, I, I'm 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 in a great I'm in a great spirit of sharing like what I truly believe, you know, father, you know, you think you think about Father's Day and you think about all of these things. I think my challenge going forward and, you know, I always got a challenge for men. I want more men to express to their children how much you really love them. Mm. And I'm talking about the things you buy them. I'm talking about being there at the PTA meetings. I'm talking about checking the report card together with them. I'm talking about loving them so much that you tell them, give me your cell phone. Let me check your cell phone because it's my duty to protect you. I, it's not, I don't want to be nosing in your business. I'm telling you, I must be nosing in your business because I love you that much. The new challenge, if we want to take our kids back, is we got to make our kids spend more time with us than our kids spend Phones, doc. I made every one of the kids at the table last night. We all at the table and everybody's eating. And listen to this. While they're doc, they have their phone in their left hand. <laughs> Even with their right hand and the phone is in the wall. <laughs> and, 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 and I asked the question, tell me who pays your bill? Because if the person that's texting you ain't paying their bill, then I guarantee you you can take a break from it. <laughs> 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 but oh, I love man. it because because no listen because I love I love the challenge because I think there are so many men out there that just really don't know and and here's why you're so inspiring we we both we've come from we come from so many different angles and and I think we I think you and I I think one of our strengths and I think it's important I was talking about confidence today in the prison I said when you're confident you understand what what is what your strengths are and one of the strengths you and I have is our love for each other and our brotherhood and even though we come from such different places so you came from a place where you you really your father was never there for you i came from a place where my father was there for me all the time but we both arrived at the same road and this was amazing like you and i both have come from two vastly different worlds and arrived at the same place and that is to be there for our children no matter what i remember my dad taking me to a park uh by our house when i was young and he and i, I just remember those talks i remember walking with him and picking up a leaf and and telling me about how the leaves change colors and things like that. And 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 uh, the other day, we were talking in the prison about a couple weeks ago about fatherhood. And a young man said, you know, it's interesting because I hear which way you went. And we had another guy in the prison ta tell his story. And it was similar to yours, Ray, where his father was never there for him. But he went the right direction. And here this guy, this other guy went the wrong direction. He said, you know what? You went left. And I, this is the message I think you're giving, Ray, today, right now to all of our listeners. To everyone out there who's gone left and you've gone right in the direction with fatherhood. Like, it's there's never too late to turn around. It's never too late to say, listen, I want to be inspired by this and pick up the phone and call my children and get in touch with my children. And, and be there for them because that's what matters. Doc, I'm screaming. Man, let me tell you something. I'm a, I, I got to just share my heart right now. I'm screaming for fathers to wake up. Hey, Doc, man, we, Doc, the homicides in Baltimore right now, mm. it's not because of these kids are broken, desperate. It's because of these kids don't got no father, man. Mm. They ain't got a dude that's gonna step up, man, and say you can't. You, you, uh, my name is worth way more than your pleasures. Mm. I love that. Look, let me tell you something, dog. If we don't take fatherhood back and put it at the forefront, I love mothers. I love mothers now. My mama, my hero. But I want you to understand something. You start off the prayer, the universal prayer that we all supposed to pray. It says, "Our Father." I appreciate mothers, but it didn't say our mothers. It said, "Our Father." It means if you share a a a a a a a, a, a small 
of what that represents. Doc, you have a duty so great. Not from fatherhood. There's no bricks from fatherhood because fatherhood ain't just your blood. Mm. Fatherhood, anybody's life that you can speak into. And that's where we have to wake up, Doc, because I'm telling you, you think about Chicago, you think about all of these different things. If you think about what's really going on right now, Doc, we are in chaos because men has given up on raising their children. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I say it. I say it with the same force that you're saying with it right now. I say it in the prison all the time. If you are man enough to have children, be man enough to be there. That means being interested in what your children are interested in. It doesn't. It's not even effort, really. Honestly, like I love, I love the idea. Listen, it takes effort. It doesn't take effort. Once you really understand what your role is, there is no effort. It's pure joy. It's pure joy to watch your children do what they do is pure joy. When you're watching them have fun, you're in, in, enlivens you in a way that's unspeakable. That's why every time we get on this podcast, we have. So everybody out there listening, right? We had a certain topic <laughs> <laughs> that we wanted to talk about. But what happened was real life kicked in. Yeah. And I'm telling you things that's starting to happen and things that we're starting to see as people. And as a country, we're so divided right now that everybody's right. Everybody want to tell everybody who's wrong on social media. Everybody want to crucify everybody and everybody want to, you know, race is so big right now. And everybody right about who's wrong, who's white, who's black, all of these different opinions and ideas. But I really hear people talk about a community that's based off love. Let me tell you two things we're missing. Order. Order. Life is order from the moment we was given dominion to run this right. Doc, we have, it's our duty, Doc, to make sure our kids don't listen to this type of music and are available to the things to enter their minds at such a young age. That's what we used to be protected from, Doc. Well, you just, listen, you just said it right there. So I literally just had someone, I was speaking at a university the other day, and someone said, but but, but, but our children are exposed to so much. And I said, hold on a second, my daughter's exposed to what I allow her to be exposed to. Like, why are you not involved in your child's life? Where did you, at what point did you believe that you don't have a right to be involved in what your child sees and takes in? At what point did you say, it's okay with me if my child takes in this or that? Like I have a, I, I have an absolute right. I have a duty. I have a responsibility to make sure that what my daughter takes in are things that I think are healthy for her to take in. Liz, I mean, listen, I love that you said it, Ray, about the, the passion because go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go, 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 go. Finish that. But I'm just saying, like, I love, I love, I love that you say about the passion that took over life because this is what happens when you and I get together. We start talking about this and it's going to light up. It lights up past the time. We, I know we, we're, we're well overdue for a break, but here's the thing. Like, fatherhood is an honor. It's a gift. It's a gift. And if you are blessed with the ability to be, with, with, with the gift of being a father, then be a father. Be a father because you have a duty to your children once you have children to make sure that you are the man that they need you to be. That That's where I'm going with this, Doc. We have a duty. We have a duty. If you was man enough, if you was man enough to lay down and make them, then you got to be man enough to take care of them. Mm. You got to be man enough to stand in the heat and you got to be man enough to look at them in the, in, in the face and say, before you do what you think you're going to do, you got to go through my dead body because it ain't happening that way, partner. <laughs> we it's certain ways we ain't living. Doc, my sons came to me the other day. My two sons came to me the other day, right? And they got this music and both of them are really gifted. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you, they're gifted. And I'm listening to what they're rapping about. And I said, wait a minute. So y'all put the same, you put that type of language in the same sentence that you use thanking your mother? <laughs> um, say, look, do I like it? Absolutely, I like it. Would I invest my money in it? Absolutely not. Mm. 
Because first of all, I don't live that life. You was not raised in the life that you're speaking about, and neither was your mother. Mm. Partner, I promise you, in anything you're doing, you better change your language. Yep. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not. I'm not backing that. Yep. That's getting back to the point that people have to understand. I don't want to be my kids' friends. I want to be their father. I want to be somebody that they finally look at one day and say, you know what? My son wrote me something on a card yesterday for Father's Day, and I wish I had brought it. But he said something interesting, Doc. He said, Daddy, thank you. I know you don't get all the credit you deserve for the sacrifices that you make for us. And I'm reading it from my text because he wrote it to me. But he said, I just want to thank you for always putting us in place when we know we're not always right. Mm. Right? Mm. So they hear it. They they do. They hear it, it, Doc. So that's living proof. That's living proof that they hear it. That's living proof that children hear the message that we're teaching them. They want that discipline. They want that love. They want to be guided. Children want to be guided. They crave it, Doc. Mm-hmm. They crave they 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 crave to be guided. And when you think about, you know, where we've lost that and how we're losing our kids, I think it's because we've we've let order, we've let order slip by. And after order, we have now we're now in a world where everything is so confusing, nothing is based off love anymore. Love will be the only thing that ever restores our country. And right now we've forgot that love conquers all things and fathers need to go back and love their children all these guys who angry and all these guys who just hurting people to be hurting them they just hurting them doc because they don't know what love really feels like Mm. Mm. yeah and i look i appreciate you man because this this is something i really want to get off get get it get out of my spirit because my kids they really blessed me they blessed me yesterday and i saw man we had we had about 40 40 plus kids in the yard yesterday just running around just running around and we sat there and i grabbed me a nice cigar dock and i just sat back and i said lord thank you my Mm. goodness that i can finally sit down and watch my babies run and my nieces and nephews two and three four and five and they just running up to me uncle ray uncle ray and i said baby just hug me kiss me Whatever you want to do, I'm here. I'm here for you, man. So I'm I'm really excited, Doc, that we started this off like this, man. Because, you know, like I said, I know I started it off with saying, every day is Father's Day, my mm-hmm. man. And um, you know, just watching your daughter, watching the way you raised Kaya, and and just her. Oh my gosh! If anybody wants to see the model of how to raise a doc, the daughter, <laughs> Doc content has the blueprint. <laughs> I mean, I mean, dog, it's just the truth, man. You really do, man. So look, I'm glad we jumped on that, man. Let's kind of jump into something else. All right, because um, well, I talk about fatherhood all day long. I know well, you and I could go all night. The people have no idea how much we can go. And I appreciate what you said. I love my daughter more than anything. Kaya, she's just amazing. All right, listen, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, right, we'll we'll be right back after this. All right, we're back, and uh, before Ray and I took off, like we've always been able to do, like promise you, you should see Ray and me if there's no cameras, if there are no microphones around, Ray and I will stay up till 3, 4 in the morning and just go 100 miles an hour with each other because we just connect on that level. Uh, so before we started talking about fatherhood, <laughs> which which we didn't even plan to talk about today, um, let me tell you that uh, one of the things we really are excited to share with you about is this concept that absolutely impacts every single one of you out there and that is turning weaknesses into strengths because every single one of us out there where none of us are perfect every one of us has things that we can improve on every one of us has areas in our lives where we're not as strong as we wish we were but also every single one of us can take those things can take those weaknesses and turn them into strengths and ray has made a living has made a career has become a legend a living legend out of doing exactly that and i'm going to tell you about we're going to talk about so many different ways that you can take whatever you're struggling with in your life right now and turn it into a strength i mean this is the topic ray I love you know why I love this topic and I want I want you to really share this with people because I want to hear this myself 
And then I want to share with people how I took my personal weaknesses and I turned them into my greatest strengths. And I still use it to this day. And so that Bruce Lee story, Doc, that you have, is, that's that's so masterful. Yes. Understand yes. the way I studied him. And I would love for you to give our audience what we talking about when we talk about that. Doc. Yes. Turning your strength, turning your weaknesses into your strength. 100%. So Bruce Lee, like of all people, Bruce Lee, the greatest martial artist that ever lived. Bruce Lee, a lot of people don't realize this, but... He actually, when he when he really disclosed what went on in informing who he was, he said, look, do you think I didn't have limitations? He actually said this phrase right here, quote, my capabilities exceeded my limitations. My capabilities exceeded my limitations. His left leg, and a lot of people don't know this about Bruce Lee, his left leg was a full one inch shorter than his right leg. That's why he actually turned his stance into what his stance was. And more than that, listen to this. His eyesight was so bad that he had nearsightedness that if he wasn't wearing his contacts before he got his contacts, that's why he studied Wing Chun, which was an up-close martial art so that he could grapple, so that he could be in close because he couldn't see when someone was at a distance. So without his contacts until he got that, he had to turn what was a weakness for him into a strength. And it was that, it was that exact thing of being up close that later channeled what we all learned was the legendary one-inch punch and the power that he had within that one inch, how he was able to turn his entire body into that. So Bruce Lee, the greatest martial artist that ever lived, turned his weaknesses weaknesses into strengths by saying, and I want to say it one more time, and I really want our listeners to feel this message, my capabilities exceeded my limitations, and I promise you that sounds just like you, Ray. Listen to this. Oh, man, listen. This is why I want to stay right here for a minute before I go into my strengths and weaknesses. David and Goliath. Mm. When Goliath, people didn't, people never knew Goliath had a very rare eye disease. That's why Goliath, every time Goliath would say, before people got ready to fight him, he said, Come near to me. Now watch this now. David was the only one that fought Goliath. Mm. David took, watch this, David took Goliath but found his weakness. Mm. Oh, stay with me. Because <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't spoke on this before in a church. David took the Goliath's strength and found his weakness because his strength was he was nine foot tall. He was bigger than any man you had ever seen. But David started to tell people, come near to me to fight me. The king came to David and said, he told David, he said, put on my armor. David said, I can't fight him in your armor. I can't fight him in your armor. I got to fight him with my fight. David, before he got to Goliath, as Goliath started to try to pay attention to what people now knew to Goliath was a blur. David pulled out the slingshot and hit Goliath. Goliath was fighting the fight. He didn't know he was fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. You got to find what's your weakness before somebody else finds your weakness. Mm. And and, and I'm going to share something with you. People told me when I came out, I'll never forget this. One of your favorite guys, Bill Cowell. I never forget this. Draft day, 1996. We sitting in there. I'm, with, we had, I'm, I'm sorry, not draft day. NFL Combine. We sitting at the NFL Combine. I step up on the scale. I weigh in, and I get up there, and they measure me, Doc. And I and I measure right at about six two, right at, right up on the six two, six six one and a half, right up on. I'm, I'm really six two. I always try to steal six two. And so he looked at me and he said, Oh, you're not that tall, huh? I said, I said, you, you ain't got a backup play. This position beat me to the football. <laughs> he remembered that. Listen, he remembered that. Me and him joked about that. What I'm telling you was my weakness in high school was I was not a 6'5 linebacker. I wasn't 6'4, 230 pounds. 
But guess what I started to find out about the linebacker position, Doc? Hmm. The smaller and the more compact you are, that's how you can get through those holes hmm. way better than big linebackers can. Wow. That's why Mike Singletary was so great at his position. Mm. That's why Willie Lanier was so dominant at his position. Mm. When you take your weakness, and so when I took this weakness and said, okay, look, they saying I'm too short. They saying I'm this. Okay, well, maybe I can't grow. Maybe I won't get up to 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, but I guarantee you one thing, ain't nobody going to be lower than me when I make no hits. I'm lower than everybody. So I started to train. When I started to wrestle, I started to train for impact of low man wins. Wow. And that's when I started to take my my weakness, Doc, and I stopped letting people use it against me because that's what people try to do. They try to use your weakness against you. I flipped it on them and said, you call it a weakness. I call it my strength. But to me, this is this is I want to say this. This is the this is your taking that's similar to Bruce Lee because you taking that low approach. I will never, never, never forget the greatest. I mean, listen, the greatest day of my athletic career was the first time, the very first time when we were just getting to know each other and I got to work out with you and you showed me the explosion that you do and how you get low and how to how to how to explode through that. And I will never forget because I hit your thigh. I was like hitting your thigh. I was like hitting honest to goodness was like hitting a Humvee. It was like the most solid thing you would ever hit in your entire life, a brick wall. But I remember you saying about getting low. And if you're really going to hit somebody, it's about getting low. And to hear right now that that's the, that's the start of it. That's how it really happened was that you took something that other people perceived as a weakness and you made it into a strength that became legendary. Man, I love that story. Okay. 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 Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. I want everybody to stay with me. I want you to watch this. So I wouldn't. I was never the fastest. I was never the fastest. When I was younger, 13 years old, I was pulling on the side of a dumpster. I was pulling it. I didn't know I was swinging on it. I didn't know that the dumpster was missing one wheel. <laughs> when I came down, when, when, I, when I was kept swinging on it, I ended up pulling the dumpster down. You know the little dumpsters that they come pick up on the side yeah, of the yeah, aisle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I ended up pulling the dumpster down on my hip. <laughs> my grandmother, my grandmother, by herself, came outside and picked that dumpster up off of my hip. Holy Listen, to, listen to me, Doc. Don't you ever tell me what the man... A woman or whoever can't do. Holy that cow. That woman picked up that dumpster. I went to the hospital, doc, and the doctor told me that it had knocked my hip out of place. Wow. People wow. never people never know this, doc. Wow. For the rest of my life, I had to run with a hitch. Wow. That's why I always had a hitch in my run, in my trot, in my run. Wow. Watch this, though. Watch this. Because of my hitch, it was hard for me to open up my strap because of my because of my hips. Because I couldn't come out of my hips. It was hard for me. So when I got there. They started doing these flexibility con uh, uh, tests and all this different stuff. And they was like, oh, well, you know, he got hip problems and this and that. You know, he, he won't be able to do this. He won't be able to do that. Listen to this. The, the amount of steps that it took the linebacker to get from his stance to the ball carrier I want you to do this research. If anybody want to do the research, there's never been a faster linebacker in the NFL history to get from point A to point B. And I give all credit to my weakness because I had to adapt to a to a backed up hip to learn how to run with it. But because of my hip, my footsteps had to be shorter. Mm. So now as I started to run, 
I was more in a in almost in a tipping mode every time I was going from a linebacker position before I got ready to explode in the running back. Wow, wow. that's <laughs> that's literally. I, I'm really honest to goodness. That's literally unbelievable because this is the epitome of taking a strength and putting it into a weakness. I'm putting a weakness and putting it into a strength. So I, I guarantee you, I promise, that I, I agree with that. There's never been a linebacker faster from point A to point B. But for you to sell, tell this story about this coming out on your hip and then your grandmother being able to pick this up too, that's that's unbelievable. But So you're running with this hitch is what drove you to go point A to point B faster. That That's what drove me, Doc. I was, I was, I was as a kid, I was tortured. I was like, I cannot believe I, this, but you know, I'm out there doing something I shouldn't have been doing. I'm, I'm freaking swinging on the dumpster <laughs> that I shouldn't have been swinging on. That, <laughs> that's my fault. That's my fault. I'm going to take blame in that. But what I'm trying to tell you is doc is I took that and all of the things that I've heard over all of the years about, oh man, he, he, he ain't got this and he ain't got that. Doc, I turned it into one of my greatest strengths, man. Mm. I'm telling you to this day, Doc, you will never understand how I took every weakness I had and I turned it into my strength, even to this day. Even to this day, Doc, I'm going to tell you one more. I'm going to let you go ahead because I'm going to tell you one more that's really going to drive. I think it's going to take people to where and into. it ain't about what I'm saying. It's about how each person individually have to take their weakness, right? Right. If see what it see what it is, right? Be open with yourself about your own weakness, and then figure out how to fix your weakness by yourself. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Doc. Okay, so so let me come back to this. Um, here you are. First of all, that happened with the dumpster for a reason. That happened for a reason because when you really believe that all things happened for a reason, you realize you were supposed to do that. Like that was li- that was destiny for you to do that so that you would get that, so that it would turn into something that would push you to that level. But the other thing is this, and this is the key. You never looked at that and said that's it, I'm done. That's that's it's huge. It's so small, but it's huge to never look at something and say, I have this now, this problem in my hip, so I'm done. Instead, you just looked at it as, how will I use this to my advantage? And this is the key. This is the key to everything. Everybody struggles. Everybody has disadvantages. Everybody has moments of weakness. Everybody has things that they're not strong at. But you took that and you made that into something that was legendary. Like, for me, honestly, Ray, I love it because I never knew this story about you. I never knew this about you. Doc, let me tell you something. I, 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 and I know I know, we got to wrap up. We've been rolling. We've been rolling. But listen, I love it. Let me tell you why. Doc, when I was younger, and I'm going to get through this really fast because I don't want them to harp on the bad thing that was done to me. But my stepfather, when I was looking out the window one day, he he, it was raining outside. I was looking out the window. We had a ground level house. And he threw... He threw a snake um, in the in in the window, mm. and when the snake landed on my on my on my lap, I couldn't speak. Mm. I was I was shocked. I started to stutter, mm. like real bad, doc. I, I I was panicked. I was panicked, and I and I started to say mama mama mama, and that day, I stuttered for at least nine ten years of my life. Mm. My entire family, they gave me a nickname, Doc, because I stuttered. Mm. Oh man, and I won't, I won't even say the name because I, I rebuked it and I got rid of it and I told them I was gonna come out of it. But it was one of my greatest weaknesses mm. that when I got ready to talk, Doc, I had this problem. If I was trying to speak to you, and I wanted to say something to you, and I really got excited, it would sound something like this. And that's how I used to talk. And people used to always speak at me time and time again. My mother looked at me one day and she said, she said, Junior, she said, come in. She said, stop trying to force it. She said, when you start to feel yourself stutter, stop and start over. Now watch this. I started to stop and start over. How I changed my greatest weakness of speaking. I started watching people's mouths 
from televisions. Mm. If somebody spoke to me, Doc, I would stare at their mouth on mm. how they pronounce words, how they express themselves. Oh, Doc, this is, man, my goodness. If you knew what I had to go through stuttering, if you knew the bullying that I had to deal with because of I was stuttering, if you knew the abuse, the way people used to pick at me every day because I was stuttering, and I took my greatest one of another one of my greatest weaknesses, and I turned it into a strength simply simply because I said school won't teach this to me. I got to learn it myself, and that's why Doc I start and still to this day Doc, when somebody on TV talking I do it with TD Jakes all the time. I will sit there and watch TD Jakes. I will watch how his posture changes when he changes to another topic. Mm. Yeah. Listen, yeah. The, the, I, here's what I want to say. So, I like I'm, I just I just listen. Sometimes I just sit back and just take it all in, and I just listen. But for me, you, that you accomplished everything that you accomplished in football, the physical realm. From coming back from that and turning that weakness into a strength from your hip from the problem, but there's something more than that, and this is this is this is not to be underscored at all. Like you are the legend, like you are motivation. Like whether or not we're friends, whether or not we talk every day, and people take things for granted, I don't take you for granted. You are a living legend in motivation. Like you are the epitome of motivation. A lot of people don't even know this story, but I actually used to before you and I first met. I would actually watch videos of you, and that's how I would get motivated. When I was down, when I was having a tough time, I would watch videos of you, and that's how I would get motivated. So here, the greatest motivator to me on planet Earth at one point had a stuttering problem that I never knew about. But that overcoming is in your energy. Like It's in your energy to say that you can overcome, and I think that's why you inspire so many people, because you understand the epitome of what it means to overcome. I know we're against a break, and we'll take a quick break. But look, what you're sharing right now, and how you're how you're sharing about overcoming, this is inspiration to everyone. So we'll take a quick, quick break. But when we come back, we're going to give you a final takeaway of how you can turn any weakness that you're struggling with into a just a pure strength. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Before the break, like I'm still just kind of like my heart just is is just beating because there's the stuttering problem from talking about that. I know you've told me about that in the past, um, but just to hear it at this level and to really understand that when you wanted to overcome something, you watch the best. It's funny because as, as a sports psychologist, like I help people watch the best in their sports. Like I'm going to have young linebackers. I have them watch you like watch Ray, see what he does and then mimic that. Because if you really want to be great, mimic somebody who's great. You're talking about watching TD Jakes. You're talking about watching people that did things that you wanted to do, but you overcame that. And here's the thing, Ray, like so many people out there, all of our listeners, they all think, okay, well, wait a minute. I'm not legendary status yet, but guess what? You can overcome anything. Like no matter who you are, you can overcome anything. And it's funny. And I want to say this because we, we do, we tend to take things for granted and we, we, we go to, we go over things because life happens so fast, but no one ever wrote in my intro or outro about me calling you a legend. Like I put that in there because to me, you literally embody legend. Like that's what a legend is. Somebody who can be fully human and say, I have these weaknesses, but I'm not going to let these weaknesses define me. I'm going to define myself. So I'm, I'm so proud to stand by your side, Ray, every single day. And I want to get to our listeners about how they can turn any kind of weakness into a strength. Yeah, Doc, I think you should you should definitely give them, you know, the direction you want to give them on that, because, you know, all of the things that I express being my weaknesses, none of them just changed overnight. Like it took night after night. It took frustration after frustration of not being able to speak, of always being called too small, always, it was always something, right? Mm. But you know what I think? Like, I think this is for everybody. I think no matter my strengths or weaknesses, I think my greatest weakness was I listened to people. Mm. That's 
that's the thing I think at the times that I did feel like giving up, that's the things that almost made me give up. Yeah. <laughs> Is that I almost believe what people were saying. You know, I heard I heard guys I heard guys say something and now this is for people out there who want to change right now. If you want to change right now, I mean, listen, oh man, you're going to make money. You're going to go to work. You're going to have a fancy car. You're going to have a nice house. You're going to have all of that. I'm talking about being remembered forever. See, there's a difference in a moment and a monument. Mm. That's a big difference, Doc. Mm. Moments come and go. Monuments are forever, Doc. They're generational. And the only way you really become monumental is find out how to take your weaknesses, write them down, and make sure you turn them into your strengths. This is why and you just... Every day back. Every day. But this is why you, just like Bruce Lee, and I'm sure it's for you. And I think this is – a lot of times people think – like for our listeners out there, they take it in stride. We talk about Bruce Lee. We talk about Ray Lewis. And you just say, yes, absolutely. But I know for you because I know you, to just to have your name mentioned in the same sentence with Bruce Lee, there's probably a part of you that's giddy inside that's like as a little kid that's like, man, Bruce, okay, that's like at the top of the field. That's where I became. And it's the same statement. Your capabilities – far exceeded your limitations that's a fact doc I, I, I look now let me just let me let me be the man i am let me be humble with this let me just be straight up doc it, it, but if you ever put me like you just did in the sentence with bruce lee only god himself could control that i, mm. I listen man i i just did what i did you understand and what i'm trying to tell people is you gotta do it ain't nobody else gonna do it you gotta do it. And if you wanna change something, I studied Bruce Lee so much. Reason. I never forget this. He forgot what pain felt like. Mm. Mm. Right. Man, Doc never understand that. When that man said, I forgot what pain felt like, mm. he became one with his body, Doc. He can take an inch punch and take every fire his body and make it fire. Yes. That's taking every weakness I have that's not connected and that's connecting all of them. Not about getting up every day and saying it's going to happen. It's about getting up every day and making it happen. Listen, I'm like I'm 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 kind of jumping out of my seat because at some point I was thinking, hey, you know what? I was thinking about mental health struggles that people experience, and I want to share with people this stuff. And 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 I thought, well, maybe we could talk about this for a while. But here's what I'm going to do: I'm going to run down through this as quickly as possible because right now I'm feel so inspired just to say this as fast as possible. If you're struggling with obsessive compulsive disorder, I want to show you to to live. The message Ray is talking about right now. If you're struggling with obsessive compulsive disorder, that means you feel like obsessions, those are thoughts, right? Compulsions are behaviors. You want to do stuff over and over again. That feels like a weakness, right? Oh, no, I'm stuck with this obsessive compulsive disorder. But guess what? That gives you consistency. Ray has talked about this time and again. If you really want to be great, you have to be consistent. If you're struggling with something that's a mental health issue like obsessive compulsive disorder, look at the strength that that can become in consistency. Let me jump to depression. Keep going. Let me let me jump. Let me jump. Let me jump to depression. If you're struggling with depression and and you turn inward and you think I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. Well, guess what? The outside world distracts us so much that if you're struggling with depression, it can give you fuel to turn inward and bring outward everything that's in the depths of you this is creativity this is everything in the darkest times you think of the greatest literary figures in our time uh tolstoy uh dostoyevsky the russian authors you think about some of the greatest poets of our time tennyson people turned inward and then came outward with something creative and great that's what depression can do for you i'm on a roll so let me just tell you if you're struggling with anxiety and you think oh no i'm too anxious i'm too anxious i'm too anxious well guess what Anxiety gives you the excitement to prepare 
Oh my goodness, I can ex- I, I'm experiencing this feeling right now. How about I turn anxiety into excitement? That's how you turn that weakness into strengths. If you're struggling with with ADHD, so many people say, "Well, well, I don't have, you know, this attention deficit hyperactivity disorder." Well, guess what? It gives you tons of energy. What a blessing! What a gift to have tons of energy to go about your day. Oh no, well, I just have ADD, doc. I don't really have the hyperactivity part, so I just have attention deficit disorder. That means that you don't really focus on one thing. Guess what? That gives you the strength to focus on so many things all around you. Ray, no matter what's going on with people in mental health, I'm telling you there is a strength in every one of the things that people perceive as weaknesses. Doc, that's why I really respect you, man. Because... Those weaknesses you talking about, every weakness has a cure. Mm. Doc, listen to me when I say this. I want people to hear this. Just like violence. Violence is a disease. It's just like cancer. (laughs) And like cancer, we have to control it one day. But you still got to turn. Some people turn to violence. You turn to science. See, Doc, that's what makes that's what makes everything you're saying. Like you take science because violence is 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 violence of, of any sort is a weakness. It's a weakness of of I'm giving up something. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm throwing in the towel that I'm not bold enough to to to, to be broke long enough. Mm. Bold enough to not have nothing. To let people say something about me and then flip it and then say, look at me now. Mm. Science part that we got to start researching. It ain't what man says. Man don't dictate my happiness or my joy or my peace or my pain or my worry or my doubt or my fear. We got to warm up and we got to start taking control of our weaknesses and stop letting people use them as entertainment. Mm. Mm. It's out there now. It's your identity. Understand what your brand is. And if you have the right enough brand, and if you understand your identity, that I cannot be associated with, you know there's music I cannot listen to. You know there's movies I cannot pay attention to because you're a bad person, but because me and you don't align. Right. It's simple. It is. It's simple. It's simple. It's, it's simple. It's talking about, if you figure out, out there, every one of our listeners, what is your weakness? What is your wisdom? What, what, is, what is something that you define as a weakness? And then figure out how you can make that your exact strength. Look, you taught me something new about the David and Goliath story today, and I love it because I love learning new angles on things. So that was absolutely new for me, and I, abs- I appreciate that so much because that's when you look at something when you see a weakness and you say, oh, no, that's that's when you're done. But when you look at a weakness and you say, okay, let's go. Let's go. Right now, I see the weakness. Let's go. Watch me turn it into a strength. And you can do that. You talked about it, Ray, from the stuttering, from, 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 from what happened with your hips. Like, to be able to turn that into greatness, into a legend, into the same sentence, I promise you, with Bruce Lee, with your capabilities exceeding your your limitations, like this is something all of our listeners can do. Man, I I, I think the opportunity before we end, the opportunity is simple. Every weakness has its place, and the only reason it's got its place, and I'm a living witness of it. Because if you never find your weakness, then you'll never find your strength. Mm. I bumped into my weaknesses. And I bumped into many of them. And I applaud each and every one of them. And somebody asked me the other day, would I do it all over again? And it was a simple answer. Absolutely. Because when I found out my my weaknesses, I started chasing my strengths. Mm. When I started listening to people say what I was weak at, I started telling them, you still got to watch me. (laughs) Whether you say I'm weak at, I'm going to show you why I'm going to take that and make it my strength. Mm. But you got to practice it every day. You got Mm. to live it. This This ain't a riddle. 
This ain't a story. It's a lifestyle. Mastering something, we talk about it all the time, dog. We talk about mastering something. There's a new challenge. Man, I'm not I'm not doing podcasts no more, dog, unless I start telling the blood honest truth. Mm. And right now, man, we got to just start telling the truth, man. Because people are letting their identity be taken away from people that they don't even know. We're letting people be bullied on social media. Kids are killing themselves because other people that don't even know who they are are dictating who they are and how they walk and how they carry themselves to school and what they can't wear to school. My little nephew just got bullied the other day. I told him, if you ever got bullied again and you will call me, me and you going to go at it. <laughs> That's the leadership he needs. No, we lost our minds, dog. We got to get back to understand all greatness, all greatness challenge you for one thing. Buckle up because it's a heavyweight fight. Mm. It's a heavyweight fight. And I don't have to win the first five rounds. But if I can stay in the fight, if I can stay in the fight to that 12th round and you can let me find a everything around mm. that's that's life dog this whole podcast today everything that we talked about to me culminated when you said this line and that is a line that I, that i'm not we're, we're ending on this line because what you just said is something that really needs to echo through a lot of people's souls and that's this if you never find your weakness then you'll never find your strength that's to me raised one of the best things you ever said right there because you're absolutely right. So many people are in pain out there. So many people are struggling out there. There are so many people dealing with loss. I just talked to someone who's struggling with intense loss uh, the other day. And, and, and the loss is so painful. But here's the story. If you never find your weakness, then you'll never find your strength. Ray, that's one of the best things you ever said. Hmm. I'm going to leave you with this. A lot of people saw all of my great plays that I had made over my career, most of them wasn't because of me. Most of them was because I studied the people I was playing. I studied their weakness. Mm. I found a glitch. <laughs> Every man has them. But more importantly, before I found their weakness, I found my own. Mm. And that's the only time I was ever able, ever able to deal with the Hall of Famer, Damani Dawson. The mm. only way I could deal with him wasn't about him. It was about what I was doing wrong. Mm. The only way I became a father that I am today was I looked at all the mistakes my father made. So I studied other people's weaknesses and then I studied my own. And I challenge everybody out there today. If you want to grow, find out where you weak at. And let's work on. Mm. I love it. I'm not saying anything else. This is that 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 ca- encapsulates it. I love it every single week. I love it. I love what we're doing, Ray. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. So if you never find your weakness, you're never gonna find your strength. So find your weakness so that you can find your strength. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. We hope you're getting something from this. We hope you're finding what you need to find so that you can become what you want to become. Ray, it's awesome, man. I hope you have a great week. We're going to catch you back up. at. Uh, we'll catch you back up at the end of this week. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I can't wait, Doc. Thanks for, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Doc, I know I know we didn't say it. We ain't going to spend a lot of time on it. But, you know, a lot of people, uh, we went to the prison in Greaterford. And so we're going back to do that again. Um, this time we're not doing a podcast. A bunch of the men just said they wanted us to come back, sit there and just talk to them and just share some knowledge with them. So we're going back into the prisons again, right, because, look, we all make mistakes, right? And some, some, some are worse than others. But the bottom line is, we all got a duty. We mm. all got a duty. And sooner or later, we got to find a way to sharpen each other. It ain't about who I am, what I am, what I got, what I don't got. Bottom line is, we got to find a way to sharpen each other, man. So I appreciate this podcast, and uh, I appreciate you, Doc, more than you can ever freaking imagine. Not happy Father's Day, happy Father 
of the day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Teaching me stuff all the time, man. I can't. I absolutely is so fantastic. So listen, another great episode, and we'll be back with another one later in the week. So thank you so much for downloading the Tackling Life podcast. If you want more Tackling Life content, go to tacklinglifepodcast.com, and you can find links to our, uh, our, our pages on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get two all-new episodes automatically downloaded every week. Hey, when you visit Tackling Life website, you'll find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages where you can give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. And you can also call us at 646-762-4432. We might play your message on the show. That's 646-762-4432. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend. I'm going to leave you with Ray's quote because his quote is something that's going to stick with me. I promise you this is what learning is all about. Learning is all about being open in every moment. And Ray's statement today will really stick with me. And I hope to wind this down on this statement. If you never find your weakness, then you'll never find your strength. So I actually hope all of you out there find your weaknesses so that you can eventually find your strength. Until next time, for the legend, Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Carty. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.